long day, but I had some things I wanted to get covered. Because uh, I think there's information out there that uh, is certainly at times confusing to me. So maybe at times it's confusing to you. Uh, or maybe I'm just easily confused. Fuck it, I don't know. Actually, I gotta stop using the F word. I don't think Rumble allows uh, F words. They just allow all other free speech. Listen to some Sophie Lloyd guitar solo while I uh, warm up the stogie here. This girl can jam. And she's hot. And she's British. If you ever get a chance to look her up, Sophie Lloyd on YouTube. She, uh, I mean, just as far as guitar soloists go, she puts out some awesome shreds. Um, but, uh, I think she's like, you know, she's like too good for a band. Almost, I almost feel like if she were in a band, she would be like unjustly overshadowed. Oh, maybe she is in a band. I'm not big on the the European rock scene, but uh, she's got her own line of guitars out. Um, that's the uh, music you're hearing now is the background music as the uh, I guess you would call it specs specifications of the guitar are uh, rolling on the screen so uh, I'm gonna whoop, find, find my cursor um, pause Sophie for a minute uh, Emmy award winning journalist, uh, anchor of the 6 and 11 p.m. WTAE um, Pittsburgh Channel 4 and gorgeous friend of mine from college who probably doesn't remember me. Uh, she shared a video by PA Gov Tom Wolf here. And he used some pretty uh, strong wording. I don't want to say strong language because that would make you think maybe he was swearing, which uh, he is not. <laughs> Unlike the uh, governor of West Virginia uh, a few months back when the mask, masking, mask uh, mandating, if you will, first started about. Was it midsummer? They started telling us all to wear a mask, and yeah, they caught him on a hot mic going, "Just wear the effing mask." <laughs> uh, no, the Governor Wolf just had some uh, strong words here for for the peeps, the peoples. And I stood at this podium, and we both warned all of us all of us the people of pennsylvania and everybody about the seriousness once again of the COVID 19 uh, epidemic the surge that we're all experiencing right now in pennsylvania we warned at that point that the commonwealth is in a precarious place the numbers 
of cases rising, hospitalizations rising, deaths rising, and we warned that substantial community spread was already at that point affecting Pennsylvanians, most of the counties actually, all across Pennsylvania. And that if Pennsylvanians, if we did not act immediately to change our behavior, things would get dramatically worse in the coming weeks. And that's why we put into place back then the additional mitigation measures to help slow the spread of COVID-19. Well, over the course of the past two weeks, unfortunately, Pennsylvania's situation has become even more dire. And I find myself here saying things I really, really wish I didn't have to say. If we don't slow the spread of this dangerous virus now, if we don't do this, the reality is that COVID-19 will overwhelm our hospitals, will overwhelm our healthcare systems. And that's dangerous. As I said before, that is dangerous for everyone who needs medical, medical care in a hospital for any reason, because it stretches our resources and it stretches the staffs of these institutions to the breaking point. And that's dangerous for everyone who needs medical care, whether you're Okay, he's repeating himself a little bit there. In the hospital for COVID-19 or for any other reason. Staff okay. who have already experienced the daily exhaustion of... Okay, so I don't know what I did, but I did something. Uh, he um, is basically saying... Caring for critically ill patients while also Ooh. worried about their own health care okay. and, the, and the health of their families. Uh, this is just taking everything that we have in our healthcare system and stretching it to the limits. Several. All right, I got Tom Wolf all over my computer screen here. Yeah, he's uh, saying what um, has happened in uh, Europe, Italy uh, specifically, that uh, the, the, the virus spread so rapidly and it's, it's resurging all over the world. Um, but it, it advanced, uh, in Europe very quickly, Italy, uh, specifically, they had, a, it came to a point where they were making decisions on who would live and die, like on the spot, like grandma needs a respirator for her heart attack and somebody else needs the same respirator for their COVID and the doctors had to make a decision. Uh, I don't know how they decided what decisions they made. I wouldn't want to be in their shoes. And what the governor of Pennsylvania is trying to say is, uh, we need to, um, do something to mitigate, slow the spread. And I don't know what more they can do. We shut the economy down. And they said, well, you know, we have 15 days to slow the spread. We're in month 10 of this. And the spread is not slowing. The lockups, lockdowns really don't help a lot because... Um, you know, you're locking yourself in with family members that might be sick. You're breathing recycled air. Uh, and it's just not working. Um, you know, cutting back, shutting down businesses, 
schools and all of these things, um, you know, just not working. Um, you know, we send the kids home to learn from home and yet the, the virus still spreads. We uh, limit the hours and numbers of people that are allowed into restaurants uh, and the virus still spreads. California is seeing a resurgence and they've basically gone into lockdown. There's a, a restaurant owner who posted a video crying uh, that her business is being shut down and yet in 50 feet from her restaurant where she has the capability for outdoor dining, okay? And when you're outdoors, they say that, you know, the the wind, the, the breeze, the Febreze, whatever, the Phil, uh, Drew breeze, maybe, I don't know. The, the breeze will take the, the germs and, you know, blow them away. Uh, and that's kind of true, you know. The, we know that being cramped indoors and basically breathing the same air as somebody else that has a, a disease spreads any disease, virus, sickness, germs, so on. Um, but we're going down this path where we... Um, it, we just can't stop the spread of this. I, I mean, I don't know what else they can do. They've basically threatened to throw you in prison if you don't wear a mask or just short of that. Uh, in Ohio, businesses where you refuse, pardon me, if you walk into a store, yeah, wait a second. <laughs> okay. Let's get everything rolling here again. All right. So, the fun of live podcasting. I, <clears throat> I have a. Uh, this isn't really live, it's live to <laughs> tape. Uh, my house guest, my friend that's been staying with me, ordered food and didn't tell me it was being delivered. And that little uh, distraction scuffle you just heard with me and the dog was uh, a food delivery guy. I'm so not used to having a house guest. I told the guy... Uh, you got the wrong house. I didn't order food tonight. Here she ordered food and went to visit somebody across the street or somewhere and left me here to answer the door. So, yeah, Tom Wolf is saying that, you know, these uh, hospitals are going to be overwhelmed soon. Uh, you know, and that's frustrating. Um, CBS Philadelphia or CBS Philly, uh, is reporting COVID in Pennsylvania. Governor Wolf paints dire picture of the healthcare system on the brink of, or a healthcare system on the brink as additional measures are being considered. 
uh, we kind of had the funny feeling there could be a spike. Now, I, I don't know if contact tracing is tracing this directly back to Thanksgiving dinners and family gatherings. The bad thing is, bad thing aside from me gulping water and making y'all feel grossed out or something, is that, you know, a lot of government officials, government officials, leaders, have been seen breaking these rules, you know. The governor or the mayor of uh, Chicago, uh, Mayor Lightfoot, daggone it, um, sometimes known as Beetlejuice, she, you know, was out in the street agging on a group of protesters and then turning around right at the same time and saying, you know, you can't go to church, you can't go to Thanksgiving dinner, and, and all these things. And it's like, but she's telling people they have the right to protest and celebrate the election of Joseph R. Biden. Um, so let's read this. Wolf said Monday hospitals and healthcare system are on the verge of being not being able to take care of people who need help. What they mean by this is, you know, they're going to have so many beds full, they're they're literally not going to be able to. You know, bring have enough enough space for people. You know, they got you know ten beds filled with uh, people suffering from heart attacks, and then they got another twenty beds full of uh, people with COVID. I don't know, uh, or maybe the regular flu and pneumonia. It, it is that season, uh, and then you know they just don't have any beds left. Well, then you got to decide who gets the bed. Then the open bed, if there is one, who do you turn away? How do you turn away a person that's having a heart attack? And, you know, early on in this, you know, the president had uh, the the uh, Army Corps of Engineers go around and look for secondary sites where they could build temporary hospitals. What happened to that plan? What happened to those sites? They never used them during the first round that was supposed to be so horrible and never got horrible, possibly because of lockdown and mitigation. Uh, and then the, the plan just didn't go away. Of course, we have Operation Warp Speed to get the vaccine out to people. Um, but I want to see what the plan's now maybe for Pennsylvania. All right, Wolf painted dire picture. I don't know how many times they're going to say that. Crowded conditions, dwindling resources. Uh, you know, the government's been pumping out uh, PPE, um, respirator. PPE is personal protective equipment. Gowns, surgical masks, gloves. Um, he said, like waves on a shore, it just keeps coming. Nurses go home, cry in the shower, cry in their car alone because of the desperation and exhaustion. That, that is hard to be a nurse at a time like this. Um, so officials say 
COVID is spreading in all communities according to contact tracing. These are the locations people visited recently and uh, by people recently infected. 48% restaurants, 29% other businesses, 16% bars, 13% barber shops, 12% gym and fitness centers. Uh, he said, we all need to take a hard look at our choices and our actions. Let me tell you something. Um, the bars and restaurants where I'm at are not packed. They're not full. Um, it, th this is just, it, people are just coming in contact with each other. And it's a virus that's very easy to catch. Very easily uh, spread. But business is slow. I mean, I literally see less cars on the road than I do in a normal day. Um, so less people are going to work. More people are staying home. Uh, at least in my part of Ohio where they said that we were one of the places that was lagging. Like the literal like county and area that I live in. They said we were lagging and like wearing masks and social distancing but yet i see less people out now less people in restaurants and things like that um wolf wouldn't specify any measures are being considered if the numbers don't stabilize but he said they would be announced very shortly so he, he's got to be uh re i'm just reading his mind He's got to be considering another all-out lockdown uh, like California did. Uh, that's my, my guess of it. Um, I just don't know, man. Stock up on toilet paper, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you may be in your house for a while. I don't know. Uh, the countries, you know, you can't believe what you hear in China. A lot of other countries are experiencing this uh, resurgence and honestly the countries where it got curbed off <clears throat> the most it are the smallest least accessible countries like Australia you know yeah they had a, a longer lockdown more stringent lockdown even but they're a much smaller country, more easy to control, and there was uh, less ability for people uh, to go to and from the island. I mean, they're an island unto themselves. So, yeah, it's kind of easier to control that. Uh, you know, people say Europe. Well, Europe is not, uh, I keep referring to Europe too, but... Europe is not one big country. There are m many, many countries on the European continent. And each one is experiencing a different uh, set of circumstances, different lockdown techniques and measures. And it's still not totally stopping the spread. Uh, when I get into this vaccine, people don't understand it. Uh, I didn't understand it. I thought it was going to be miraculous. They said, oh, hey, 95% effective. Oh, 
I was so, so thrilled, happy and excited for the vaccine and uh, all this stuff. And so, um, I don't know what the hell that was. Um, you, you just don't see, you don't understand it. The vaccine is a two step process. Uh, and RNA vaccines are different than DNA vaccines. Um, this, okay, so let's read this from University of Cambridge. RNA vaccines and introduction. RNA-based vaccines, which are relatively quick and inexpensive to make and may be safer to use could herald more rapid control over the spread of infectious diseases, including COVID-19. This policy briefing summarizes the essentials. Vaccination is one of the large, or it was one of the major success stories of modern medicine, greatly reduced the instance of infections, disease, infectious diseases such as measles, eradicated others such as smallpox, Conventional vaccines approach. Uh, conventional vaccine approach have not been as effective against rapidly evolving pathogens like influenza or emerging disease that threats disease threats such as Ebola and Zika viruses. RNA-based vaccines could have an important impact in these areas due to their shorter manufacturing times and greater effectiveness. Beyond the diseases, RNA vaccines have potential as novel therapeutic options for major diseases such as cancer. Unlike a normal vaccine, RNA vaccine works by introducing an mRNA sequence, the molecule which tells the cells what to build, which is a code for a disease-specific antigen. Once produced within the body, the antigen is recognized by the immune system, <clears throat> preparing it to fight the real thing. RNA vaccines are faster and cheaper to produce than traditional vaccines. And a RNA-based vaccine is also safer for the patient as they are not produced using infectious elements. Production of RNA vaccines is laboratory-based and the process is substandardized and scaled, allowing quick responses to large outbreaks and epidemics. <clears throat> Conventional vaccines usually contain uh, inactivated disease-causing organisms or proteins made by the pathogen antigens, which work by mimicking the infectious agent. They stimulate the body's immune system, so it's primed to respond. RNA vaccines use a different approach that takes advantage of 
the process that the cells use to make proteins called DNA as a template to make, make messenger RNA, mRNA molecules, which then translate to build proteins. The RNA vaccine consists of an mRNA strand that codes for a disease-specific antigen. Once the mRNA strand in the vaccine is inside the body's cells, the cells use genetic information to produce the antigen. This antigen then is displayed on the cell's surface where it's recognized by the immune system. So these vaccines are a little different. They program the cells to um, prepare for this uh, virus. And the, the thing is, this is a two-step vaccination. So you're getting one shot and then going back for another one. Um, the shing shingles shingle shingleization is kind of um, <clears throat> the same thing. The CDC put this out. mRNA vaccines are a new type of vaccine to protect against infectious diseases to trigger an immune response. Many vaccines put weakened inactive germs into our bodies, but not not mRNA vaccines. Instead, they teach the cells how to make a protein or even just a piece of a protein that triggers an immune response inside our bodies. That immune response, which produces antibodies, is what protects us from getting infected by the real virus. COVID-19 mRNA vaccines work. COVID-19 mRNA vaccine vaccines give instructions to our cells to make a harmless piece of what's called spike protein. The spike protein is found on the surface of the virus that causes COVID-19. COVID-19 mRNA vaccines are given in <clears throat> the upper arm muscle once the once the instructions, mRNA, are inside the muscle cells, the cells then use them to make the protein piece. After the protein piece is made, the cell breaks down the instructions and gets rid of them. Next, the cell displays the protein piece on its surface. Our immune system recognizes it, doesn't belong, and begins to build an immune response, making antibodies. Pretty cool. Uh, one thing that doctors are worried about is that uh, because the uh, vaccine gives you symptoms of the actual disease, side effects, uh, they're afraid people will not come back for the second shot. And it's a two-step process. So you can't go get one shot and be immune you have to get the second shot so it, you know you kind of got to tough it out for a day or two if you get a headache muscle aches 
uh, and one or two other symptoms, but you're not going to get full-on COVID-19. You know, they outright say with the um, flu vaccine that it's a weakened strand of the flu. Well, people hear that and go, oh, oh no, my flu vaccination ended up giving me the flu. No, it didn't, you dummy. One, you're probably being a big baby. Two, maybe you just got sick. <laughs> okay? That happens. So, let's see what's going on here with this other article I wanted to pull up. Okay, so... Sorry, the house guest was in need of something. Um, report finds microwave activity. Okay, so this is off on a totally different subject. Uh, but little uh, cloak and dagger spy stuff might be going on here. Uh, in Cuba and uh, where's the other place at that this happened? Oops. Pop-ups, pop-ups, pop-ups. Cuba and China. All right. So, report finds microwave energy likely made U.S. diplomats ill. Uh, this is like the most old-fashioned uh, spy warfare you can get. goes back to the Russians in the 1950s. Um, our... Intelligence operators in Beijing and Havana have been getting a strange illness. And <laughs> this is, it's not funny, but it's funny because it's so like old fashioned Cold War cloak and dagger crap. Uh, new report National Academy of Sciences Committee has found that directed microwave radiation is likely the cause of illness among American diplomats in Cuba and China. Told you this was like Cold War shit, man. This is... Uh, I think there was a... I think, was it a movie called Cloak and Dagger with uh, Matthew Broderick? Maybe not. I don't know. Um, the study commissioned by the State Department and released Saturday is the latest attempt to find a cause for a mysterious illness that started to emerge in state in late 2016 among personnel in Havana. The study found that directed pulse, pulsed radio frequency energy appears to be the most plausible explanation for the symptoms that include intense head pressure dizziness and cognitive difficulties. It found this explanation was more likely than other previously considered causes such as tropical disease or psychological issues. The study not named 
did the study did not name a source for the energy. It did not say it came as a result of an attack. Well, where else would it come from? I mean, microwave pulses just aren't... I mean, like, I guess there could be microwave pulses out there because I don't know shit about microwave pulses. But this was directed at people from the way they described it in the last paragraph. Uh, though it did note that previous research on this type of injury was done in the former Soviet Union. See, I told you, it's like old school Cold War stuff that the Cubans and the Chicons are doing. It's crazy. All right, well, with that, guys, uh, I'm going to wrap this podcast up. God bless you. Have a good night. Pray for each other. See you the next time. Where's my music to play me out here? This is little Luna. Say hello, Luna. Hello. Oops, she's playing with her cat now. We only hear the cat, Sophie. We only hear you jam.